leaking. No, no. He's leaking. No, no. Hey, that's the Welcome to the Godcast, your weekly source for religious news and views featuring Archbishop Lance Wackerly and Rabbi D. Simon. And on this week's show, we discuss the importance of marriage. The parents of Natalie, Robbie Hill, and Casey Lane, love how they have two different surnames. Probably not married. I don't know why she has a different name. It's this liberal fucking bullshit. Celebrity gossip. You should feel shame, and the celebrities should feel shame. Don't absolve people from shame without asking me first. And the difference between Judaism and Christianity. You know what, people? Jesus like the tooth fairy. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Fuck off, it's sick and wrong! Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. I'm back, bitches. What's up there, Wackerly? I'm glad that you're back. And I'm a little relieved that you're back and yeah. you're not upset that you missed such an epic episode as was uh, episode 213 from last week. Well, it was off the cuff, right? So, no harm. Well, done. you know, I mean, I'm I'm glad that you're not too incensed that you missed a tranny porn star being in here. That's kind of like me just kind of dashing your dreams. So, I know, I know, what and I, that... I apologize for that because it was. And, that's, and this is this <laughs> <laughs> this is my mea culpa. I'm so okay? distraught. <laughs> it was an inopportune show. It was an opportune moment for an inopportune show. The yeah, whole show was right. happenstance. I didn't even think I was going to be able to do one last week. Yeah, well, I was working. And uh, and then offsite. Uh, yeah, it turned out that uh, that uh, you were working. So this you know, this podcast doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> I don't know what you all think out there, but it doesn't make ends meet. Order some more t-shirts, goddammit. <laughs> I'm just reading between the lines. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as a peace offering, she left me a bunch of uh, free copies of some of her movies. So you'll, you'll get to take those home tonight. Great. And uh, that'd be nice. And she's Talk, be... Tucked, tucked or untucked? <laughs> I guess what's the point of tucked, right? Yeah, what's the point of tucking when, you got a, when you're a chick with a dick? Right. Um, but you know what? She's Juliet Stray, the, uh, the tranny porn star slash ex-hooker that was on the show last week. We'll be back. For a future episode, maybe next month or That's so. That's the only reason I'm not really angry, because you, you're telling me she's going to come back. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, she did, she did radio, so she was actually had a good time here. And I was like, well, you got to meet my co-host, so she's going to be back um, <laughs> in the near future. He's a big fan of the T-Girls. <laughs> He's a big fan of the uh, the, the T-S's, so uh, that'd be nice. So so what ended up happening, Wackley? Where the hell were you last week? I was it, was, in... it was a shock. I was down south. I, I'm starting to become one of those annoying... Bay Area assholes who is like snobby about LA and well, LA Orange sucks. County. Yeah, see, you, so you're, you're already one of them. I'm just saying, you know, LA doesn't suck. I have a good time when I go down there. There's way more hot chicks in LA than there are up here in San Francisco. I don't know about but that. But LA is just hugely inconvenient. It is. That's what I hate about it. It's inconvenient. Everything is inconvenient. It's, 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 in, it's an inconvenience just to go from your house to the store. Right, and my, you know, like, where I'm, like, busting around for work, it's just traffic and, like, you know, illegal immigrants everywhere, and uh, it's just, I can't take it. 
So it wasn't a Valentine's Day vacation? No. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Every Valentine's Day is a vacation. Did, did you when do, you're dating me. <laughs> did you do something special for Valentine's Day? With a lady? Special, not that special. <laughs> we went out to eat somewhere, I oh, think. that's not bad. Yeah. Not at the know. Y. No gifts, no, no sex toys? <laughs> no. <laughs> you got off easy, dude. Just a, just a dinner? A couple dinners. A couple dinners, all right. I think there might have been a foot massage. You know, involved. I always wonder about that. Like, where, where do you draw the line for Valentine's Day? Is it just chocolates and a dinner? Do you just buy a couple roses? You know, I don't or do think... you have to? I always go the sex toy route because it's kind of like, you'll just go and be like, well, you know, this will be fun. She'll shut up. She'll masturbate. I get to watch. Yeah. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think you're supposed to buy roses for girls if you're, like, older than 15. Really? Yeah, I think it's cheesy. I thought girls are. I thought girls love flowers. They I do love flowers. They do love flowers. But if you buy them roses, it's like you didn't put any thought into it, and you probably brought them from some Mexican on the corner by the Seven Eleven. What are you supposed to buy, like tiger lilies or yeah, something? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't you're know. supposed to be some like kind of creative flower. These thousand dollar orchids reminded me of your eyes, bitch. <laughs> now bob on my knob. Yeah, I like buying like that. The, I like sexy talk. <laughs> I like buying tenderloin flowers from like one of those bodegas up the uh-huh. street. Cause yeah, it's like, well, that, those are the places that have the roses. Yeah, well, it's because I, I don't make it, you know, I forget about it, and then right. I don't make it in time to go to a flower store, so I'll just run in there and be like, how much are these? Okay, a couple bucks, all right. Tenderloin right. roses for you. But what's that place in Japan? Don't smell them, they they the big flower mart, right? I guess I could go there. I, yeah. you know, I, they got I, everything there. They've got, they've got like, they have like illegal contraband flowers there. You can smoke them Some and get opium. high. Opium? Yeah. I don't know, maybe I should do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm glad Valentine's Day ended. I didn't really do all that much. Right? Um, Saint Valentine's Day, you Is heathen. It? I call it Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> that's what's referred to in Oakland. Uh huh. But yeah, I'm glad it's over. It. Um, I always kind of dread Valentine's Day. I mean, it's nice to get laid and all that. And and believe me, if there's one thing you should learn from this show, that's not a date. That's not a day. Of the year to skimp out on gifts for your girlfriend. I think we both mentioned this. It's yeah, like you Christmas, gotta do something. Christmas, you might be able to, like, you know, jew her down into being like, okay, I'll get you a couple things off your Amazon wish list. Yeah. But for Valentine's Day, at least go to the OG. Take her out to Olive Garden or something. Right, yeah. You know, and maybe buy, like, some orchids. I, I kind of like where you're going with that. Maybe Ash will hook you up with some extra breadsticks. <laughs> yeah, some breadsticks. That, that, the, the people are always like, this is a manufactured holiday, are always the dudes without girlfriends. Yeah, the, yeah. the dude's not getting it. Yeah, whatever, jerk-off king, 2010. <laughs> well, anyway, Wackerly, it's good to have you back. Normal, regular, run-of-the-mill, sick-and-wrong show here for episode 214. Right. You'd almost say it's kind of stale. I don't know if it's really no, stale. I, you know, I find it comfortable. Uh-huh. I find it comfortable because a lot of people feel, feel like these interview shows that we do are jarring. It, like it gets a, them out of the routine. Comfortable like a hand job through the sweatpants with the girl you've been dating for 15 years. More or less. That, that, that's pretty much, <laughs> that's pretty uh, much a good analogy for the yeah, show. You know, that, that's, that's pretty much what sick and wrong is. But you might, you might cut then, a fart in the middle of the hand job and she doesn't care. But She's never, nothing she hasn't smelled before. Every now and then we throw in a blowjob from a hooker. Yeah. And that's kind of an interview. And it's so it's a little interesting. Yeah, you know. You Tonight's like to, not you like that to night spice though. It up. No. <laughs> the only thing spicy going on is uh the video of the um 
epic beard man beating the crap out of that uh, that young ne'er do well on the AC Transit bus. Yeah, well, you're passing judgments based on the limited amount of knowledge you have, but <laughs> I would pass the same judgment. And so, you you haven't you did not coin the term epic beard man. No, that's, that's, that's what on the tubes. Calling on the tubes. So the video we're referring to, I think I posted it on my Facebook, but it's right. been making the circulation the rounds on the tubes. But it's this video. And actually, it's a pretty decent video because usually the videos that you see are really just shaky, they're jumpy. You can't really make. Yeah, out I want. The I want that chick's phone. Camera it, no, phone. She had a pretty damn good phone. It was a, a high quality HD video going on there. Yeah. But I showed this um, AC Transit bus. So in San Francisco, you have the Muni buses, but in Oakland, it's all about the AC Transit. Alameda County Transit, which I've only actually been on the AC Transit maybe a handful of times. I've ridden it probably a handful as well. And the, and the AC Transit's separate from the BART train. The BART train in the Bay Area, rapid transit is a completely different thing. Yeah, it's a fucking clusterfuck of transportation out here, but, but everybody knows that. But the AC Transit is exponentially more ghetto than the uh, BART train. Not Yeah, I'll agree there, but not than the Muni. No, not more so than the Muni. The Muni is the is the bastard child of the Bay Area as far as but public the, I think the Muni though isn't necessarily just ghetto. The Muni's like has insane people like covered in their feces, and you might get stabbed by like an old lady, right? You know, and you might also like get stabbed by or shot by some ghetto dude as well. Yeah, but in Oakland, it's or more like Nortenos in the Mission. Yeah, we don't like yeah. the color of the, your shoes, it's and more they colorful. shiv you. Yeah, you know, it's it's more of a variety on of. Uh, of danger on the media. Yeah, a variety of <laughs> shit that you don't want to be around. So what happened here, and this is a common occurrence in riding Bay Area public trans. All of them, really. Yeah, all of them. Cause I don't a, know about Sam trans or that. The peninsula doesn't the Cal, even exist Cal in my, train. In my I mean, opinion. The Caltrain right? goes to the south bay of uh, san francisco which i never ride that but i'm talking about the inner city the uh, the urban the east bay and and san francisco that's what we're talking about so what happens is what's happening is quite common too and you usually you see this i almost see it every time i go to oakland you'll see like uh some teenager not even a teenager some ghetto gangsta teenager that were right. like mouth off or i don't even know if it, it would be called asserting dominance but we'll like test usually like some kind of milquetoast white guy like myself, yeah, like yourself, like my, like myself. I, I, you know, I've been messed with on the uh, on the on the right. the bar train a few times. Right, they are asserting dominance. So it, it's kind of like it, they defy you to to say something to respond to them. Right, and so what happens? Well, which will just give them another more emphatic chance to assert dominance. <laughs> so a typical scenario would be, which I've seen on the bus. Actually, I saw this on the bus two days ago. Uh, there, there's this like young black guy that was. I mean, the bus was packed. You could be, I mean, you, you couldn't even find a seat. You're, you're stuck in there. This was Muni or something? This is the Muni bus. Oh, okay. And this guy was playing, I want to say, it sounded like Little John, but I couldn't really make it out because it just sounded a bunch of static. Right. Playing his cell, a song from his cell phone right. as loud as it could go. Right. Instead of just listening to it through headphones, or like, like an iPod, like a normal person would do. Right. This guy was blasting his shitty music for the world to hear. Right. Waiting for you, defying you to say something to him, like, shut your fucking music off, you're being an inconsiderate prick. It, you know, inconsiderate? <laughs> what does that mean? You inconsiderate. Right. But how many times have you seen that on public transit? Oh, too many times to count. And it's, that's actually not that bad. 
no, I mean, like, I got my bagel stolen that one time. We've discussed that before. We've discussed that. I don't want to relive that moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's emotionally traumatic. I understand. Um, we were talking before the show, like, you know, the worst is riding uh, public transit with your girlfriend, especially if she wants to sort of dress like a slut because you're going to some club. Oh, yeah. No, it, that, that's happened several times. And I've told my girlfriend, or actually multiple girlfriends in the past... Cover up, bitch. Like, you're not wearing that. If we were driving there, you could wear that, but we're taking public transit, so you're not wearing that. Wackily's like a patriarchal figure. You're not no, stepping out of the house in that dress. I don't want to be humiliated. How dare you? I don't want to be humiliated <laughs> because I'm not, I'm not like talking back to some young urban toughs on the BART. See, I like my lady friends to look like hussies because yeah. I like to pretend to be a Jewish pimp then then what do you do when the real pimps call you out because you're on uni i grab their hand and pull them into the next train car and run away <laughs> run away the girl the girl not the not the other pimps no no i'm saying, saying the other girl run right away from right me. but no it's happened before actually where you know it's like it, i tend to associate with girls that do tend that dress slutty i mean they just that's right their, but their even look, even, a, even a slut can t- turn the can dial tone it up down. And down she can tone it down a bit but I remember one time... What, what are you implying about my girlfriends? They look like grumpy, <laughs> grumpy boring librarians. That yeah. librarian look is so 2003. Okay, I do like, I'm stuck in 2003. But um, no, I, I remember like one it. time I was, I was uh, on a train to the East Bay, and me and my girlfriend at the time... You know, she wasn't even dressed excessively slutty. I think she was well, just wearing... In like, your we're opinion. Go- <laughs> well, we're, that's we're like, going that's out like to an eat. eight on the she, slut scale you know, for most people. She might have had some decolletage going on or something. Right. I don't what know. What is that? Boobs? Neckline, yeah. And so, why, um, why do they make up a French? Why do we have to use a French term for that? I don't know, because French terms give people boners. Oh, right. Like Gomez Adams. Okay, but So anyway, it. these uh, two ghetto dudes were sitting there the whole time. We're on the train staring at us and ogling her and saying... Well, he got that I don't got. Well, he got that I don't got. Uh-huh. And I was just like thinking the whole time, a, a job, sir? <laughs> I'm actually employed. I'm, I'm not on welfare. Right. That might be one thing. But, you know, I, I didn't want to say anything because there's like three dudes sitting there would have beat the crap out of me in front of right. my girlfriend. That would have been well, great. Well, probably the rest of the people would have cheered them on. Yeah, and they probably, or, or not done anything well, because no one would. Obviously not done anything. And so that that's why when a subway vigilante comes along, it's rare. Right. But when it happens, it causes controversy. It well, causes fear. Well, and he's like a hero to the people. <laughs> it's a polarizing topic. So what happened to AC Transit, this is only a few days ago, um, this guy, older guy, well, how old was this guy, like 64, 65? I've seen varying accounts of his age. I've seen people say 67. So he gets on the, uh, he gets on the bus, and it looks like he... I don't know if he said something, but the video starts with this black eye. It's the 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 fracas is already uh, burgeoning yeah. when the when the film in question starts. So it's hard to say what happened immediately before. And so, in essence, I mean, you can watch the video online. But the, what ended up happening is the the guy they exchanged words with this uh, this this young guy. The old man exchanged words with this young guy. He got up and moved actually to the front of the bus. Right. And then the young guy they're yelling at each other. Right face to face for like a couple of minutes before he moves. Yeah. <laughs> and then he moved to the front of the bus, though, as if, you know, he was like, he wanted He's to avoid like, a confrontation. He's like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the bigger guy. I'm going to go away from the confrontation, try and defuse this. And uh, the dude keeps shouting at him. And he went up there and uh, threw the first punch. And this dude just beat the crap out of this guy. 
Yeah. I mean, he had a few inches on him, probably like 40 few pounds. A few inches, 40 pounds, longer arms. I mean, you, you, it's hard to strategically fight in the BART or in any kind of like public transit because you're kind of crammed in the aisle. And giving props to the uh, cinematographer. <laughs> um, she, really? She, yeah. she, Oscar worthy. She, she kept the video going, so you got to see the aftermath. Like My, my favorite part about it is when the epic Beardo... Is that saying, he hit me first, he hit me first. <laughs> He's looking right in the camera, and then the one guy steps back, and I think my favorite line of the whole video is, you better call an ambulance. <laughs> ambulance. Ambulance. I mean, there's just blood pouring out of the dude's face. I think he got hit, and as he's going down, Epic Beard Man punches him in the back of the head, and then his face smashed into like the hard plastic seat. And that's yeah. what busted his nose wide open. And then I guess there's another video that came out after, uh, afterwards outside where the guy's like screaming and he's a Vietnam War vet. He kicks like a, a newspaper stand or something, yeah. a newspaper box. Yeah, that's how, we, that's how we express our anger in the Oak Town. So there's been some articles that have been coming out and they claim that the bus fighting man, Epic Beard Man as he's known on the, on the internet, is already an Oakland legend. Yes, epic beard hero. As I think so I've the ID him. is not definitive, but observers on the interwebs believe that the I am a motherfucker, which they're referring to his t-shirt, said I am a motherfucker. Which is a pretty cool t-shirt. I just feel that if you see a big old guy, it's kind of crazy, with that psychotic glint in his eye wearing an I am a motherfucker shirt, uh-huh. don't fuck with a guy. No. And if, he, and if you do mouth off to him and he says something back, just, just let him go. Can I make a caveat, though? Yeah. Um, to all, you know, our brothers and sisters of people of color <laughs> out there, the first hipster, like 110-pound hipster with big black frame glasses that you see wearing an I Am a Motherfucker t-shirt that's that same color blue on the bus, you can beat his ass. <laughs> Just go right ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I will cheer you on. Sick and Wrong fully endorses yes. the beating of, uh, yeah, you, you, you need to earn the right to wear that shirt, as this guy clearly has. You know that shirt's going to be widespread in Oakland. I think a lot of uh, hip companies are going to start making the I Am a Motherfucker shirt. I'm not going to be wearing one, because I just <laughs> think that's asking for it. I think it. it's called I Am a Target, Yeah, <laughs> wearing that. So they claim that the uh, guy wearing the I Am a Motherfucker shirt, the epic beard man, is none other than Thomas Brusso, also known as Tom Slick and as Vietnam Tom. He's been known around the Bay Area for many years, and uh, he was arrested recently at an Oakland A's game mm-hmm. and was tased by the, uh, the Oakland PD. Uh-huh. Uh, my favorite well, thing- they know better than to just <laughs> with, for idle threats. You've know, <laughs> you got you to gotta get him uh, incapacitated as soon as possible. Oh, this guy's a walking PTSD time bomb. Right. He's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the urban youth here that was on the bus definitely was fucking with the wrong guy. Yeah. Apparently. And I like, so So the video, the initial video came out and everybody was like, that guy's great. He was getting fucked with and he gave it back to the dude. That dude didn't know it was coming. And then all this other stuff comes out and everybody's like, oh, well, maybe he's not such a great guy. But like, this is the whole problem. Normal people aren't going to stand up for themselves. So you need a guy who's kind of crazy to begin with to, you know, be that guy. Exactly. And, and, and that's the whole thing. I mean, there's a lot of... And I mean, I don't even want to sound racist, but I think it's, it, you know, the majority of people that ride the bus in Oakland are black. And it, it seems Probably to happen. Probably 50-50. I mean, it all depends like on the neighborhood 50. you're in. But usually. And, why, and this, that, that's, often, why, that's, why it's a, that's why it's a powder keg is because the buses go between different neighborhoods. You have this, like, constantly changing mix 
of racial tension. But how often do you see some like you know horn rim glass hipster Temescal living hipster fucking with some black guy on the bus? No, they're the ones with their heads down and their yeah. headphones on, just and taking then, the abuse. Yeah, you know, that's what it says. You have a lot of these young, not so young black kids that fuck with white people on the bus, and not just any white guy, but white guys that seem vulnerable. Right. And uh, I mean, a white guy with a hot girlfriend, you know, or right. a skinny white dude right there. He's just. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say that, um, you know, they've seen people being screwed with. And finally, or there's a people. guy, yeah. you know, who uh, stood up to it. <laughs> and, and so it's a polarizing topic here because people are saying, you know, for some, it's wish fulfillment. It's like, God, I wish I could be that guy oh, and, yeah. like, go up to that thug and beat the crap out of him, <laughs> you know, after he's been, been fucking with me. Whereas at the same time, since it was a black guy that was beaten like that, now it's become a racist attack. Uh, yeah, to be fair, though, it's I have a racial issue. I have it's I see mostly white people, you know, expressing their sort of hidden racial anger. I haven't seen a lot of black people saying like, oh, that you know, taking the black guy's side. Have well, you just, just wait and see what's going to happen with this now that he's been ID'd and they, they say he's a loony. He's, he's a Yahoo. He is a loony. I, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to talk to the guy. I think it's going to uh, it's going to parallel Another famous subway vigilante who you might remember as Bernie Getz. Do you remember Bernard Getz? Uh, I mean, I know the name. Bernie Getz. When did that happen? Before uh, we were born or something, or right around the time? This happened in in the 80s. Oh, really? uh, I thought it was the late 70s. No, it was the 80s. Uh, He's an American best known for shooting four young men who he said were intent on mugging him. Um, This is on (laughs) New York subway, subway, resulting in his conviction for legal possession of a firearm. He came to symbolize New Yorkers' frustrations with the high crime rates of the mid-1980s. It sparked a nationwide debate on vigilantism, uh, the perceptions of race and crime in major cities, and the legal limits of self-defense. That was the time to move to New York and get a rent-controlled apartment. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like at the, I mean, well, that's when New York the was price. at the pinnacle yeah. of, uh, of, of high crime. Right. I mean, uh, there's one. Statistic. Didn't the city go bankrupt at one point and like had to get like bailed out by the federal government around that time, eighty five, eighty six, or something? Like Who that. was the mayor then? Do you remember? Oh, no, I wouldn't know. It was well, before Koch, I think. Right. It said that these were. I mean, New York was a different world then. Yeah. I mean, completely a, a, a night the, and day. No, you know what's what funny? Now. You know what's funny? The image that people especially people at our age are younger like to pretend that uh, you know about new york but the pretense they like to adopt is based on new york back then but now it's nothing like that now it's just like you know trust fund or disneyland you could be a pregnant woman walking a baby stroller filled filled with cash on the lower east side and not get fucked with at all and you have to have a baby stroller filled with cash to afford the to rent afford to even live there. That's that's you going to your landlord, at, you know, once a month. But in in the 1980s, New York City reported a crime rate over 70 percent higher than the rest of the U.S. It's kind of like Detroit or Oakland. Mm-hmm. In uh, 1984, there are two homicides, 18 violent crimes, and 65 property thefts reported per every 10,000 people. So on average, 38 crimes were reported in the subway system each day. So what happened here in 1984 this is December 22nd, 1984. Four young men from the Bronx boarded a downtown number two express train and uh, encountered Bernard Getz at the 14th Street station. Uh, I guess they crossed the aisle and took a seat on the bench across from the door, sitting across from him. And according to Getz's statement, um, 
they kept approaching him, asking him for money, soliciting money. Right. Which tends to happen, I don't know, five times as soon as I walk like a block <laughs> outside here. Well, but there's asking for money and then there's asking for money, right? Well, that's what gets the, cra- the crackheads outside your door are pretty lackadaisical. About you know? it, yeah. They, they go on the volume method, you know, they... If they ask a hundred people, one of them is going to say yes. So they're going to go through a hundred people as quickly as possible. Well, they're Getz, not aggressive about it. Getz claims, and passengers actually corroborated this that uh, these these assailants here, one of them in particular, kept going up to Getz saying, "Give me five dollars." Uh huh. And uh, these other pa- passengers, they were going to the Klan rally that was in Madison <laughs> Square Garden that day. They had their hoods on. After, yes, he was being harassed. After the second solicitation for money. Bernard Getz stood up, and from beneath his blue windbreaker drew a thirty-eight special Smith & Wesson revolver, and uh, Getz, who had prior firearms and target shooting experience, fired five shots, striking each of the four men. All four survived, though um, uh, one of them was permanently paralyzed and suffered brain damage as wow. a result of a bullet that severed his spinal cord. Hmm. Uh, Getz described a past violent mugging as a rule, or as a reason as to why he was, I guess, jumpy and nervous and agitated, and he shot first. He cited a general dislike of black people. <laughs> he called New York City lawless and expressed contempt for its justice systems, calling it a joke, a sham, and a disgrace. Angry white man. He said that when the four men he shot surrounded him on the train, he feared being beaten to a pulp as well as being robbed. So he claimed that fear is what motivated the shooting instead of uh, racism. Uh-huh. So a lot of movies were sort of... Pulled straight from these headlines, right? Death Wish, Death Wish Taxi Driver, yeah. Star Chamber. I mean, you could even go so Actually, far as... Taxi Driver is the late 70s. It happened it? before this. Well, so yeah. maybe he was inspired by it. That's I wonder if he, if, he, if he became... It's almost the same story, though, right? Well, asked what his intentions were when he drew his revolver, Gets replied, my intention was to murder them, to hurt them, to make them suffer as much as possible. <laughs> and, uh, and that he did. But what's interesting enough is uh, during the trial... Um, Getz was only convicted here. Uh, he surrendered to police nine days later, and a Manhattan jury found him not guilty of all charges except an illegal firearms possession count. Wow. He was charged with attempted murder, assault, reckless endangerment. I mean, he was shooting someone on a subway. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, found not guilty of everything except for an illegal firearms possession count for which he served two-thirds of a one-year sentence. That was it. Two-thirds of a... So what, the, the nine, so that, so nine months? So this is what's interesting. I think this is the parallel here to Epic Beard Man, is there is a polarizing public reaction here. The subway vigilante, as, as uh, gets was labeled by New York City media, was front-page news for months. Uh, partly owing to the repressed passions the incident unleashed in New York and other cities. I mean, so many people rode these trains, you know, in fear. Right. Of uh, being mugged, being robbed. And here's this guy that just stands up, Charlie Bronson, told death Royce, pulls out a Smith & Wesson and blows four dudes away. Yeah. So supporters... You gotta, you gotta admit, though, New York at any time in history and the Bay Area are two pretty different places. Completely. And, and I mean, gotta, there's always been a lot of racism in New York. And not to say that there isn't a lot out here, but, you know, like... You know, you got the whole Berkeley hippie fucking dippy shit out here, too. Exactly. It sort of is going to temper this response. I mean, you're probably going to get more white people denouncing this epic beard man than anything, right? 
But I mean, New York though, it was a different era for New York City as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's now, I don't think you'd get this reaction. I think there also, I mean, was political correctness as much of an issue then as it is now? No, I don't think so. Yeah. So supporters viewed the soft-spoken Getz as a hero for standing up to his attackers and defending himself in an environment where the police were increasingly viewed as ineffective in combating crime. Um, his detractors, however, believe the version of the incident is told by the four men that they were merely panhandling with neither intimidation nor threats of violence. Could you see this? We were just walking around asking for money. We, right. just, we just wanted a sandwich. All I wanted was a sandwich. Was this in the wintertime or the summertime? It was in December. Was in the oh, okay. So that kind of explains why they'd be in the subway terminal. Well, the, their testimony uh, uh, substantially discredited was was later substantially discredited when uh, KB, one of the assailants here, admitted in a newspaper interview that his friends had indeed intended to rob Getz, who looked like easy bait. <laughs> so um, I think it was, I blame the blue windbreaker. Nobody looks tough in a blue windbreaker. Unless it says, I'm a bad motherfucker on it or whatever. <laughs> I am a motherfucker. All right. So what was interesting is he only served, what, uh, two-thirds of his sentence and uh, was faced with like 200 hours of community service and a fine of five grand. But then there was later on uh, the one kid that was paralyzed uh, filed a civil suit against Getz, who had no money, mm-hmm. but still filed a civil suit against him. The jury awarded. He's still the- trying to pay off the loan he took out on that hi-fi equipment that was stolen early, <laughs> earlier. The it's- jury awarded KB, uh, the, the kid who was paralyzed, forty-three million dollars, eighteen mil for pain and suffering, and twenty-five mil in punitive damages. Uh, Getz then filed for bankruptcy. And asked in 2004 whether he was making payments on the judgment. He said, I don't think I paid a penny on that. <laughs> but yet I oh, imagine got the this last kid laugh. is still waiting. So, you know, you still out that hi-fi, though. <laughs> he still, yeah, he still has that hi-fi, which is probably worth a lot of money on eBay now. Now, yeah. Maybe you can pay that off. So you wonder, what do you think is going to be the aftermath here of Epic Beard Man? What do you think is going to happen to Epic Beard Man? Do you think he's going to be charged? There's no longer anonymity because of the intertubes. I Everyone's pre- got a video. <laughs> I predict there is going to be a um, Obama primary color style poster made of his face. <laughs> That's going to travel around the tubes a little bit. Uh, somebody will make some other, you know, they'll mash up, do some meme mashups with him and with the video, and then it'll totally be forgotten in like six months. I'm predicting this is going to spiral into a race issue. Because Oakland's dude, Oakland is a powder keg. After uh, you know the Bart cop Meserly shot that kid on the Bart train, Oscar Grant, Oscar <laughs> never Grant. forget his name. <laughs> and now um, this thing on AC Transit. I think don't, fall, this, don't forget about Lavelle Mixon shooting four cops. That, that oh happened. yeah, that's true. That was a little. But bit think of an about issue. it though this way: if the situation was reversed, where um, this this black kid beat the crap out of this old man, right? I think people would have been like, "Oh my God, Oakland's so dangerous. It's such a dangerous place." And then it would have just been overlooked. But now that this, this white old man beat the living shit out of this black guy, it's going to become a race issue. Mark my words, Wackerly. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of thinking of the meme mashup. <laughs> it's going to be more prevalent. <laughs> um, I do love that name, Epic Beard Man, by the way. EBM. EBM. And we're, <laughs> we're going to post that video, which is, uh, which is quite a gem here, of the uh, Mortal Kombat Epic Beard Man versus Black yeah, Eye. That's pretty AC good. Yeah. The funny thing is, because he does have a fanny pack on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which just adds, I mean, if you get your ass beat by a dude wearing a fanny pack, I mean, come on. God, you know this guy's never going to get laid again. No. That, that poor thug. I know. Poor thug. We should have a charity drive for him. <laughs> Maybe so, buy him a jack-off sleeve. <laughs> People, this is episode 214 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. 
A quick wrap up of a, a sh- the show two weeks ago, episode two twelve. Last week we didn't do any stories, but two twelve uh, we did three stories, three listener submissions. Listener one sent in a story about a motivational speaker murder. Listener two sent a story about a girl with no vagina who gave birth to a throat baby. Just smooth. A yeah. smooth crotch. Listener three sent in a story about a well-endowed tradie who exposed himself to, uh, exposed himself to married women. You know what? Believe it or not, I was, I was amazed at the turnout for people voting. I think it's because we uh, uh, let the show. We didn't do a show till Thursday. But uh. Uh, listener two, The Girl with No Vagina, won episode 212 um, mm. with 218 votes. Now, did she win or did Spurt Russell win? <laughs> I think Spurt Russell won because, the he, winner came, in all because this. he came to be. Yeah. He came to fruition. He fertilized that egg inside that no vagina. Uh, listener one came in second place, the motivational speaker murder with 45 votes. And uh, listener three, the well-endowed tradie, which no one really found all that sick and wrong, came a distant third with 23 I, I think votes. I think people found it more erotic than anything. <laughs> <laughs> you did. His balls um, hanging out of his Daisy Dukes. You know, I do want to mention one thing. Uh, Nikki, who... Um, Kudos to Nikki for being our eagle-eyed listener here. And, she pointed and out w- with a sexy stripper name. <laughs> she calls fabrics on the vaginalist girl story. Really? And this is interesting because is this she, story is she a gynecologist in her spare time. Well, she claims the story actually took place in 1988 in Africa. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we didn't do our research. Right. Um, but the, you know, this article was sent to us. But it was actually it resurfaced in the media, in uh-huh. the news. Right. So I felt it was relevant. If they're going to f- fool, um, you know, Anderson Cooper, <laughs> what, what do you expect <laughs> us to do? Uh, doctors also find the story highly suspicious as well. They claim that um, uh, I, I, apparently her birth defects called the Molarian Agenesis or Meyer Rockentansky Kuster Hauser syndrome <laughs> uh, didn't necessarily surprise doctors, but her pregnancy did. Mm-hmm. Even the 15 year old girl could not believe she was pregnant, but they claim that it's uh, you know it's a it's it's a, it's a long shot that that would even happen. Well, I call bullshit on these doctors because did people think that Snake Plissken was going to make it out of the fortress New York? No, it was a total long shot, and, and nobody believed he was going to do it. To. Yeah. And Dude, he, John and he, Carpenter had no idea that he no. was going to make it out of that. And that's the, why it's such a great story is because against all odds and against you know everybody's expectations, he succeeded. He triumphed. And Nikki, uh, no offense to you, and I don't want to undermine your eagle eye investigative techniques here, but Wackerly and I as hosts of Sick and Wrong are going to overrule your fabrics <laughs> and count that story for episode 212. So congratulations, Jim. You won. With your vaginalist girl story. <laughs> so just feel free, <laughs> listeners, to make shit up and send it in if it's a good enough story. Well, hey, we, you know, we'll arbitrate on it. We'll decide. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think any of the work. listeners really have that much talent in, in story writing, so that, I feel safe. People, you know the way statement. Sick and Wrong works. Uh, Wacken and I um, uh, present three of the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Audience <laughs> votes, and the winner receives a Sick and Wrong care package. Submit your story to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com, and you can also submit it directly through the forum, which is linked right off of our main page, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Uh, before we get to our stories, I want to do a quick word from our sponsor here, Adam and Eve. Um, we are no longer doing the Valentine's Day promotion. Although because Valentine's Day is over. Valentine's Day is over. It only lasted a few weeks. But apparently a lot of people took advantage of it and uh, sent me a few emails saying they really enjoyed the romance kits. Uh-huh. You know, I think we saved a lot of marriages with this show, actually. 
Well, I mean, they could be the women could be filing the divorce papers right now after you know taking on the man-sized butt plug. This <laughs> <laughs> is over. You mean losing sphincter control? Yeah, because of those romance kits, maybe. Yeah. So now we're back to the uh, same old, same old, old former previous promotion here we had from Adam and Eve. Uh, for a limited time only, you get 50% off just about any item at adamandeve.com. Uh, when you select your first item at uh, 50% off, you receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free central gift, and uh, they even throw in free shipping with your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com right now for that special offer. 50% off uh, any item you choose when you type diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you get three free DVDs, free extra gift, free shipping. D-I-D-D-L-E at adamandeve.com. Well, actually, I think you might have started the last show. Who knows? I'm going to kick off episode 214 with my first listener submission here. So my story came in from uh, sent in by a guy named Austin. He writes, "This story is pretty fucked up, but so so hilarious. Keep it sick, keep it wrong." That guy is stone cold. Oh yeah, <laughs> Steve Austin. Joshua Tabor, who served in Iraq, is accused of waterboarding his daughter. Authorities say the four-year-old was punished because she wouldn't say her ABCs. Hmm. I think I think personally, just hearing that. Her father's a little strict because he wants to avoid any learning disabilities. Well, yeah, what age are you supposed to learn your ABCs? I think I learned them when I was two. Can you say them when you're drunk? Backwards? Backwards? <laughs> no. Maybe that's what he was preparing. If my dad would have waterboarded me, I never would have got that DUI. Maybe he was preparing his, yeah, his four-year-old daughter for when she's a 17-year-old slut to say her ABCs backwards. Because she'll think back to the time when uh, she was waterboarded by her dad and yeah. instantly become sober. He should really be crying. teaching her how to pole dance, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> well, he actually did that afterwards. Oh. Uh, an army sergeant, you learn your ABCs first, then you pole dance. Okay. An army sergeant who served in Iraq for 15 months has been restricted to his Washington military base after being accused of waterboarding mm-hmm. his four-year-old daughter because she refused to recite her ABCs. You know, it's interesting. Did they waterboard people in Vietnam or in, in Korea or in World War II? No, I think we just burned them with blowtorches. <laughs> it wasn't so much intelligence gathering back then. So, wait, wait, so waterboarding is an Iraq war? A Persian Gulf phenomenon? Right. Plus, you're not going to, like, American troops aren't going to go to Vietnam and, like, bring torturing techniques there. That's like bringing sand to the beach. Yeah, that's true. They have the, the leave, leave the torturing up the to the Vietnamese. I've seen Deer Hunter. Yeah, horrible. The, the the bamboo under the fingernails. The first the, missing in action. Remember that? Rat the rat in the bag on your head. The car battery hooked up so to your nipples. Can, I mean, the Vietnam the Vietnamese they know how to torture people. You want to know why I think waterboarding is uh, so intimidating there in that area of the world? It's because they have so little water. They don't yeah. tend to take showers very often. That's a good point. They smell like camels. It's, so it's like it's when a, you pour water a, on them, it's a fearsome it's thing. It's a scary experience. It's a scary experience. Now, do so, they play the Beach Boys while they're waterboarding, waterboarding you? You know, and I think that would be effective. Ba 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 baran ba 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 ba. Yeah, man, I think they should. Yeah. Uh, Joshua Ryan Tabor here, 27 years old, was arrested on January 31st and charged with assaulting a child after police in Yelm, Washington. Responded to a call of a disturbance at Tabor's home. 
Mm-hmm. And then later found a little girl hiding in a locked bathroom. Well, they that's had what a report here of the uh, former soldier walking around his neighborhood holding a Kevlar helmet and threatening to bust out people's windows. Oh, and so he's a, just a bit nutty full time. Yeah, he's a veteran. He didn't he's, make he's like it. Epic Beard Man, <laughs> he didn't, he but he's only 27. He didn't have a single lapse in judgment. This is sort of a string of disturbing behavior. You know how they have uh, the Megan's Law where you can see which sexual predators are living in your neighborhood? I think they should have Ma- the Ma- He said Megan's Law, right? Yeah. It sounded, a little, it sounded like a Yiddish word. Megan's Law. No. The Megan's Meg- Law. Megan's, Megan's, Megan's Law. Megan's Law. It's like some kind of cold <laughs> Right, the Amber Alert. No, the Amber Alert. I yeah. think they should do the same thing with Vietnam veterans or war veterans in general. You could be like, okay, so let's see. Shell shock about 15 yards away. I'm not going to walk my dog past that house. Uh-huh. I think it's a good idea. Uh, sure. So uh, what ended up happening is um, they went over. They found him walking around with this Kevlar helmet, threatening to bust out windows. And in the process of talking to his girlfriend about what was going on, they learned that he'd also been abusing his daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. With the girlfriend? Or is this a new girl? No, this is his girlfriend that he, that he lived with. I don't know if it's Did the baby daughter. come out of I her did, vagina? Actually, no, she didn't. Yeah, she they would say the girl's mother there. if they were writing yeah. the article, right? Um, so Stansel's, uh, the, the cop here, so that when the cops coaxed the little girl out of the bathroom, they saw that she was covered in multiple bruises pretty much all over her body. Yeah, well, you know, little girls are always falling down and running into doors. <laughs> she, she fell down the flight of stairs. That's yeah. what happens, little girl. An escalator. <laughs> <laughs> she just walked into the closet door. Uh, she was very open with us. Um uh, they, they said of the young girl, uh, whose name is not being released because she's a minor, she basically came right out and said, Daddy does this to me. He uses his hands. Mm-hmm. Both the girl and the father admitted to the torture, even detailing how Tabor would sit the girl on the edge of the bathroom sink and hold her head down until it was nearly submerged in water, dunking her if she refused to recite the alphabet. It's father-daughter bonding right there. You know, I don't really see why that's uh, why that's considered torture. I mean, that's how my dad taught me my Torah portion. Uh huh. But it was um, matzo was that ball, little it was matzo ball soup. <laughs> was that, that little burned my Jew hair? <laughs> was that little hand on the end of a stick involved? <laughs> yeah, but I don't even want to tell you where that went. What's that thing called? <laughs> I don't know. The little hand on the stick. <laughs> the poker. Yeah. The Jew poker. Right. Uh, I'm not sure. I only know about that because of the Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> In the police report, the girl told authorities that, quote-unquote, Daddy was upset because she wouldn't say her letters, and that then he put her in the water. She Wait said, a minute. <laughs> a letter? She didn't have to get him in order? You could just be like, B, Q, X, Y, let me, I'm going to watch TV. Fuck this. Good job, <laughs> daughter. <laughs> yeah. I Alphabet. think he was keeping her in line. Yeah, yeah. She claims, it was hot. The water was hot. I told him I would say my letters then. My heart shirt got wet. Mm. Isn't that just horrible? That is horrible. Think about that little heart shirt. Don't do this. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't do this. Like you're, I'm just you're, saying a little sympathy you, You're going plane. back to your old ways of eliciting sympathy that you really don't feel yourself at all. No, I don't. But I know <laughs> I'm evoking some sympathy in some right. of the uh, the mothers out there. Okay. They're, they Our probably have heart, heart shirts shirt. for their daughters. Uh-huh. And it's all wet. Covered right. in water and tears. Now, is this like a concert tee from the 80s from the band Heart? <laughs> <laughs> That's like way too big for her? Yes, I think so. It used to be black, but now it's sort of gray. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite shirt. The best Barracuda. father. 
<laughs> the best father in the world I know world she got here, really fat, but I still love him. The best father in the world here has told authorities that his purpose was to punish her by putting her in the water because he knew she's afraid of it, and he wanted her to cooperate. <laughs> he said, she said her letters. I know she's terrified of the water. <laughs> Dude, they said the same things about the Iraqis. Yeah. Iraqi Next week, prisoners. I'm bringing in a giant tarantula. <laughs> I'm going to put it on her face. <laughs> a sandworm. Why is this? is this guy never heard of, like, Sesame Street or, or Barney? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. What's I, his problem? I mean, he could be down at the bar drinking beer while his kid was, you know, locked in the TV room. I'm telling you, dude, war warps people's minds. Really? He just can't get along with anybody. Let's cut Bill over here. He needs He's a drinking. He needs a drinking buddy. <laughs> uh, he says he told cops that she said her letters after that. He admitted he'd grown frustrated with the girl after practicing the letters for approximately three hours. Uh huh. Now, could you imagine special ed teachers? They got to deal with this every single day. The patience, the yeah, forbearance. But, yeah, but that they you don't have, have PTSD. I That's hope. <laughs> yeah, I hope. Maybe it would help. Uh, the torture technique of waterboarding, which has been used by the CIA during the interrogations of Al Qaeda suspects, was outlawed by in 2009 by President Obama. Which just means that we make other countries do it for us. Yeah, Everybody just, knows that, we're, right? We're just doing secret bases in Germany. They're not even... Se- I mean, secret implies that we're running them. We, we're just like, okay, we're going to give this prisoner to you, Egypt. Um, so, you know, think about this. Uh, I, I kind of want to give the guy, uh, you know, com- commendation here for using applied knowledge. It's nice that he actually learned something when he was over there in Iraq. The right. fact that he was using it on his four-year-old daughter... Not so good. So you think like those ads where they'll show you like go to the join the Marines and they'll have somebody like working on like a satellite comm link and then and then they'll show them like five years later working in the Radio Shack. Yeah, <laughs> and the, and then they'll show like this guy and then show his daughter winning a spelling bee when she's like seven. Exactly, this guy got something out of the army. Mm-hmm. Be, all, the, be all you can be. be. He's being all he can be by using applied knowledge. And uh, who knows? The few, the proud, the Marines. I mean, who knows? If he just let his daughter, you know, sit there and uh, watch reruns of, um, of rerun. Family Matters or uh, <laughs> American Idol. On What's the, happening? On the idiot box. <laughs> yeah. You know, she probably would be swinging on the pole when she's 17. So this way, a little waterboarding, she learns her alphabet, and uh, maybe we'll get into uh, college and be a manager of McDonald's someday. Or work so I'm going to give this four stars. I, I I almost think this is a fake story, but because uh, it's just pretty ridiculous. I don't know what the guy's problem is. He obviously, has Did other you think issues. PTSD is fake. Uh, well, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, I, I'm just saying you weren't I, there, man. I'm just saying I think this guy had had shit going on before he went into the army. The, it did the say that he had anger what, management. What, what issues. What is he in? Because people are going to get pissed about that. Is he a marine or an army guy or? A Coast Guardsman? Army Sergeant. Okay. He's an Army guy. I think he had issues beforehand. I mean, obviously... And who's the real mother? That <laughs> She's so fucked up that they, they the courts put the kid with him? Yeah, no, exactly. I, wow. I don't even want to know who the real mother is. Yeah. So what are you giving it? Four. Four stars. Yes. Well, what do you have here for uh, episode 214? <laughs> I can't even do it in a New Zealand accent. Who who sent that story Some in? Some guy from New Zealand. Okay. And I took the week off, and I'm a bit rusty anyways. I'm just going to muddle through this thing. But, uh, you know, the spirit of... Uh, what's his name? 
<laughs> the Maori? No, no, no. Crocodile the guy, Dundee? No. Peter Jackson? No. <laughs> well, that's a good one. Uh, the guy from Gladiator. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Is he a New Zealander? I think so. He has hobbit feet, right? Isn't that how you tell? New Zealanders have fur on their feet, and Australians uh, just have webbed feet. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the spirit of Russell Crowe is with me on this one. <laughs> Even <laughs> though I'm kind of world. just mailing it in. He says, uh, over in our old used-up colony of New Zealand, the locals have been going mental over the local cat babies. I knew we were well rid of that place. Cat babies. So cute. It's all dwarfs, goblins, talking trees, kitten killers, and a cheating rugby team made up of ringers from the islands. Oh, he, so he's English. Oh, okay, the guy. He's so, disparaging his, their old used-up colony. He's he disparaging the Kiwis. Yeah, the yeah I, Kiwis. I thought when he was saying our, I thought he was like our beloved country that I live in, but he's not. He's saying what used to be ours. So he's disparaging the Kiwis here. It is still theirs, right? I mean, their sovereign is still the queen, like Canada. I think so, but you know, what I wonder about it, was New Zealand also used as a prison? I don't know what happened there. I think maybe the prison guards lived in New Zealand. Oh, okay. And they just boated over every day. Or the sex day. offenders. Yeah. <laughs> the koala rapers. Or, uh, you know, where's the place where you go where you, that, you, know, you committed a heinous crime, but they determined that you're clinically insane? So did this happen in the Shire? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me get to the story. Enough, enough of this background about New Zealand. This isn't fucking uh, Rick Steves, you know. Sorry. <laughs> the case was described as, quote-unquote, chilling by SPCA National Chief Executive Robin Kippenberger. <laughs> I just wanted to use that name. It's a good New Zealand name. Good hard, hard K is a good co- comedy word. I don't know if you've heard that before. Kippenberger. I didn't know that. But, yeah. Uh, it's been known since the days of vaudeville. It's making me laugh on the inside. Miss Kippenberger said it was known that those these types of violence, this type of violence, commonly co-occurs and in some cases uh, would come before violence towards people, which we've always been, uh, maintained, right? You know, you get the kid who's who's uh, stomping on squirrels in his backyard. He's going to go on to stomp on yeah, know, I mean, it's, human it's the, faces at it's some the point. It's a serial killer uh, theory that the, the Jeffrey Dahmer torture Jeffrey Dahmer first, did it, yeah. Torture, I think uh, a lot of serial killers do that. And, and what and happened? Politicians. I mean, if you're waterboarding your daughter, what what do you do next? Dude, Sarah Palin, she killed a lot of wolves. That's true. From a helicopter. Yep. Um, this case attracted a full turnout of national media when this guy uh, Te Ahu Mankalau, which I have no idea what I'm picturing, like a that Maori is, warrior or something, or an actual platypus. Yeah, it's been it, like it could se- be. semi-evolved into an, an actual. He like, was probably. Living, he sounds like he might being. be an orakai. <laughs> um, I think, well, when you listen to the story, you might be right. Um, well, the full national media turned out for this trial when uh, this guy Mankalau appeared this morning in Gisborne District Court. Te Ahu was on his way into uh, a party, actually, with his 18-month-old pit bull dog, Pepe. Hmm. Pepe. Pepe. P-E-P-E. Now, that seems to be culturally incorrect, but hey, who knows? Maybe Pepe's <laughs> yeah. a popular name with the Maoris, too. Maybe he's a Mexican. Maybe maybe the dog's Mexican. Well, the, yeah, okay, the dog, right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's not a chihuahua. That's the official dog of Mexico. I don't know if you yeah. knew that. I, I actually... Pitbulls are the <laughs> official dog of South Central LA. Of Oakland. <laughs> and Oakland, true. Uh, 
So him and his dog walk by a parked truck, which, you know, parked trucks attract the, uh, it's like a shiny object to a raccoon for just, you know, degenerates around the world, a parked truck, Mm -hmm. especially if it's kind of rusty. Um, so they attracted the, and it actually attracted the dog's attention more than the man. When Mankala looked inside, he saw five kittens, their eyes not yet open, in a cardboard box. How cute, right? Newly born, yeah. You think maybe, and he's going to go over there and maybe take a picture with his cell phone and send it to his girlfriend. Or or, maybe write a witty statement underneath the lolcats. Yeah, a caption on that. Try and get it accepted on the front page. Me so sleepies. Right. Me's dreaming. Yeah. Well, he actually took the whole box. Oh, wow. And then he tipped the box of kittens out onto the ground. For his dog, <laughs> which right, attacked them one by one, and then the Mankalau urged the dog on, who and Mankalau recorded the whole attack on his cell phone. <laughs> I'm not sure if the Lolcats website will accept pictures of uh, mangled kittens with funny captions. I you think. know what they call that? What? A marketing opportunity. <laughs> That's true. You just found a niche that hasn't been filled. <laughs> Dead cats. I kind of like that. With captions. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the story obviously goes on, but that was kind of the money shot. All the kittens were killed. Oof. Somehow, I don't think he actually got to post it on the internet, or obviously we would have seen it all right through our combing activities, Did right? the dog eat the oh, kittens? Oh, yeah. Just mostly. ate them. Well, I mean, there's still some remains. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't eat them whole as a la Garfield would eat a fish. Yeah, or lasagna. Yeah, with just like the bones coming out, or in the case of lasagna, nothing except nothing. for feces at the other end. Yeah, just an empty pan. It basically, you know, as I would chow on some maybe hot wings, you know, the Super Bowl was a couple oh, okay. weekends ago. So leave the rem- there's rem- the there's remains. remains on the plate. I have sauce all over my face, like all the way up to my eyebrows. Um, somebody ended up seeing this video on his cell phone, which I'm assuming if he's taking a video... The only reason to take a video is to, sh- well, to masturbate to it later, <laughs> or to show your friends, or both. He's probably going to submit it to Lolcats. Yeah. He's probably not bright enough to realize that they wouldn't enjoy that sort of thing. Or Denied. Accept it. Although, D. Simon's about to launch a website soon <laughs> where this sort of thing will be Dead cats. par for the course. Um, so, this whoever he showed the video to ratted him out. The cops came. They found the cat remains in this sort of empty lot next to the party. The cats were between six and ten weeks old. Can you uh, imagine that? Little baby cats, not even given a chance, an opportunity. Their to eyes live. weren't even open yet. They never even got to find the the the, the fun in thread. Yeah, you know, String. they never got to you know murder little birds or rats. They never got to cover a turd with <laughs> uh, with um, litter box stuff. Litter. Litter. <laughs> Kitty litter. Kitty litter. Mankalau initially denied the actions when com- uh, confronted by the police, but then admitted it after being shown the video that he himself <laughs> took and sort of released to somebody or See, emailed somewhere. I don't even care if there's a video. I'll still deny it. Yeah. Was it like, me? Where did someone get that D. Simon mask? That's a good one. That is a good mask you yeah. got on there. Well, your likenesses are all over the inner tube, so yeah. you, that, that'd be a plausible uh, defense. As Mankalau left the court after being you know, brought up on all these charges, a man in the public gallery, remember I said that like there was a big turnout because everybody hates him, uh, a man in the public gallery was heard to call him a scumbag, which Ooh. they put in quotes, like that needs to be in quotes. His relatives, Mankalau's relatives, hurled abuse and obscene gestures back at reporters as they sought to question them. One member of his family told the Gisborne Herald that the incident has been over-publicized, which I guess we're just adding to the fuel to the fire on that, right? 
Yeah, I don't I know. I hope we dude. don't get a nasty letter from the Mankalow family. <laughs> when you're feeding kittens to um to to your pit bull, it's a rather heartless act. I think he deserves what he's getting here. Being skewered by the media. What does the Maori do? What are they, is their like writing system like notches on a piece of bamboo or eucalyptus that we're gonna get in the mail? Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know no what the idea. Fuck this is. Are they going to ride it? their whales over to San Francisco and come hurt us? Should we be looking for smoke signals in the direction of New Zealand? <laughs> so on the sick or wrong star scale, it's rather brutal to feed young kittens like that to your dog. I wonder if the dog was just kind of like, what do you want me to do with these? Eat them? All right. That's cool. Yeah. Well, pit bulls will eat it just about anything. Yeah. it's it's, it's Children, horrible. old ladies, femurs, um, well, I mean, what do you think would have been worse, the feeding of the, the, the cats to the dog or stomping on the cats just for pleasure? Well, I mean, you got to admit that the stomping thing isn't really a circle of life issue, whereas the feeding them to the pit bull kind of is. It is kind of. It's if like cartoons that. have taught me anything, cats are the natural food source of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. Uh, it is true. Right. So, I mean, what if there were like some cute mouse babies that uh, – you know, these kittens were in the truck. Who's to say that the dr- driver of the truck, the owner of the kittens, hadn't just fed a bunch of mouse babies to the cats? And people feed mouse babies all the time to, like, boa constrictors. And what if the mice had just chowed down on some cheese babies? Exactly. I don't really... Th- I think people are going a little bit overboard because of the cuteness factor of baby kittens. How many people witnessed the incident? Was it, like, at a party and this well, was the, the video, main event? the video. Okay, that, that's many people why saw the I'm video. increasing the score. He probably showed it to everybody at the video. Because the type of guy who does something like this is the type of guy... Who well, huffs kinda, gasoline? No, I was going to say kind of like <laughs> you. That doesn't have like a uh, social filter. Yeah, yeah, that, that happens. You've been, but known, I you've been known ki- to do... I don't kill a young animals, <laughs> no, no, though. No, I'm just saying by degree. Main kittens. <laughs> you're, you're by Jesus, de- dude. It's just a, the difference of degree. I mean, you've been known to do inappropriate things at parties. I've Maybe not before. this inappropriate, yeah. but it's the same. It's in the same vein. It's going to be that kind of party. I'm going to put my dick in the mashed potatoes. Right. But you're not going to feed kittens to your dog. No. There's a limit yeah. to as far as I'll go. I'm going to give this uh, 4.25. Uh, I give it 4.5 cute dead kittens. <laughs> what if they're little puppies? Puppies are cute. Uh, 4.75 then. But All it right. wasn't. So No. 4.5. Well, all right. Third story here for episode 214 came in from Alex. And Alex, um, before I get into your story, I understand that um, you're from the UK and you're probably a chav. And uh, maybe you just got a netbook or it's the first time you've discovered the internet. Stop sending us so many goddamn stories. I swear to God, this kid sent us like 50 stories. Right. Well, if he's a chav, every time he steals somebody's cell phone, he sends us a new story yeah, on the new cell phone. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's it was the exhilaration of being on the internet. <clears throat> Normally, he I would understand. Uh, he doesn't understand that the prize isn't like a Burberry baseball cap, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just some shitty pubes and or a couple a stickers. Dizzy Rascal CD. No, right. uh, we're not going to give that to you. <laughs> it's a couple stickers and some of Lance's pubic hair. Uh, Alex writes in, hey, Woven you Woven into a Burberry pattern. <laughs> hey, you fucks. Just been suspended from my college. I got caught with weed. I am 16 and may be prosecuted. Damn, England sucks balls. You know, I, I just want to mention here, there's no punctuation. It's just kind of like this huge run-on sentence here. Well, he's still in his second year of college. <laughs> yeah, I, I really feel Oxford needs to tighten down on the grammar. Oh. Or do you think he's at Cambridge? It's hard to say. 
<laughs> the standards have gone down at both schools. But do chavs go to college? I don't know. They might go to Chav College. Maybe he's Where do u- they learn to deal weed? Maybe he's like an Uber Chav. <laughs> he writes, your podcast is the only thing keeping me from killing myself right now, so keep it up, you tarred hunts. Oh, I hope this one's good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to let him down. <laughs> Sorry I fucked up the last email I sent you. Hey, guys, a few story submissions for you. Yeah, like 30. Um, I love your show and just think you thunder cunts are fucked up beyond belief. He created his own word. I think he meant beyond, but beyond is the word that he Well, used. he might just have extremely fat fingers. That could be. Or he's just so stoned. Off the kind Jerry head nugs. Uh-huh. I don't know. Stay uh, off the pot, guy. Alex did send in a pretty interesting story, and I didn't receive this from anyone else, and that's why I chose to use it here for episode 214. Japanese murder exposes world of hired marriage wreckers. It's one of those stories that kind of... Uh, investigates a, 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 a portion of Japanese culture that's completely unfamiliar and uh, alien to us. Would you say that we're, we're peering in, you know, Japan is a tightly knit society and we're peering in between a chink in the armor? No pun intended. What? Yes. <laughs> what kind of pun? Um, yes, huh? we are. We're peering through I'm the I'm just chinks. saying there's a chink in the armor and we're peering at it. We're peering right through it, yes. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, Ria Isohata was photographed entering, um, entering, uh, with Takashi Kurabara mm-hmm. to a, a one hour motel to provide, um, she was photographed entering with Kurabara, this, this sentence makes no sense. She was photographed <laughs> because the names are hourly, all fucked up gibberish. An hourly rate hotel with Takashi Kurabara providing grounds for divorce from her husband. Now she, did Misohata and this guy, they, is it one of those like little just tubes? That, Tube that hotel. It's just like a little single bed that's just a hole. You put it, a quarter it kind of looks like uh, somewhere you'd store your bags at like a bus terminal. Yeah. Yes, I think it was. Yeah. That's they're where little, I would get it on. They're little people. Right. Okay, wackily. Uh-huh. They're kind of like... They don't have like big asses. They're like sexy habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was bored and stuck in a sterile marriage. And uh, their encounter in the aisle of a local supermarket seemed like a chance for them to change their lives for the better. She, she was shoving Japanese cucumbers in and out of her vagina. That's how he knew she was coming <laughs> on to him. But the affair ended in betrayal, recrimination, and death after secret events were, unreveal, were revealed here. So this doesn't seem like a, a weird Japanese thing. This is just a guy or a girl, Misohara, cheating on her husband, right? Right now, but wait till you find out oh, the events that are unfolded. Right. Here comes the weirdness. So prosecutors in Tokyo called yesterday for a 17-year sentence uh, for Takashi Kurabara for murdering his lover, Ri Isohata. Only 17 years for murder. It's amazing. Wow. But the most extraordinary thing about the case was not the killing by strangulation after an argument, but the circumstances in which the couple met. Kurabara inadvertently fell in love with Mrs. Isohata. He had been paid to track her down and seduce her as a professional, and I'm going to mispronounce this, as a professional waka rasaseya, or in English here, a splitter upper. Hmm. He was hired by her husband to provide him with grounds for divorce. The case is raising questions about the ethics and legality of splitter uppers. It's shady, but seemingly widespread. Um, in a Japanese culture, you know, it's interesting I, in the U S if, you know, if you're accused of infidelity, it's proven like your wife hired a PI or something, got pictures of you boning your mistress in a hotel. Mm-hmm. 
Is she? I mean, he needs are, like a telephoto lens to find my bone, but that's okay. <laughs> but um, I mean, is she entitled to like pretty much everything? You get nothing. I think, uh, which is weird, kind of, because you think that like divorce is such a basic part of life that would be just a standardized law across the country. But I think divorce, marriage laws, and divorce laws, and child custody laws, like very state by state, very like extremely by state by state. So I'm not sure exactly how it works in uh, Japan, but I imagine there probably is a divorce proceeding which uh, results in a settlement here. I would assume they have like pretty strong marriage laws because isn't it still pretty typical over there that a girl gets married and she like quits all of her job and does nothing but support her husband? So you'd think that like in the case of divorce, they would be pretty like well protected. Yeah, I imagine that's probably what happens here. Yeah. So, so so that makes that makes it seem like it would behoove a man to prove that it was all her fault, right? To which, get out get out as, of as much responsibility in the divorce as you could. Which I think is their uh, reasoning for going for these uh, for hiring a splitter upper or a mm-hmm. waka sasaya. Hey, uh, I'm going to pay you to fuck my wife. <laughs> which oh, are, okay. essentially they're gigolos for hire. Um, they perform a variety of functions, but all of them arise from the Japanese dislike of direct confrontation. And I think there's the contrast, the cultural contrast with the U.S., because we love confrontation here, a la Jerry Springer. Well, you know, with your loved ones. We, know, yeah. we love nothing more but, than to just tell our loved ones off and have big fights. Especially the yeah, people we when hold you dearest. Find out, yeah, when you find out that your, loved, your, your love of all loves is cheating on you. Right. I don't think you're going to hire someone just to go behind their back. I don't think there's a passive-aggressive way. You're going to go up and like cut their dick off. Mm. Or in a Bobbit style. <laughs> a woman whose husband is having an affair may hire a splitter-upper to seduce his mistress away from him. Parents may engage their services to prize off the unsuitable lover of a son or a daughter. Um, so that, Im- that implies that there's female splitter uppers oh, yeah, to get rid of the son? Um, as well as breaking up couples and trapping someone into an affair can be useful to an employer who wants to secure the resignation of an employee. See, so many people out there love Japan. Like, oh, it's so cool and sterile. and Well, I guess they don't say sterile. That's what I would say. But they're like so efficient and, and everything is so like it's so much high, te- high tech and clean. And like I, I just think it's a fucked up country. They, uh, dude, it's, they're culturally, it's weird. It's, it's weird. culturally stultifying that like your company would be this involved in your life or that even your parents would be this involved, this involved in, in your, your marriage. Life to, yeah, to hire someone it's to like, split fuck up your relationship. And everybody in the population like average ages are going so far up up there and nobody's having kids it's becoming like a senior citizen community it's weird fuck, fuck it's japan. a weird twist fuck japan i mean i like the tentacle porn but that's about it <laughs> so dozens of these companies advertise on the on the internet under names such as lady secret service and office shadow uh, they employ models actors and personable people of different backgrounds first to mm, trail that's and scary. then to seduce their quarry that's scary because um, you're happily married and your husband <laughs> and wants you would a never divorce. Che- and you would never cheat on your wife with the caliber of girl that you could pull. Yeah, but here they're hiring but a now, model. Yeah, but now, you know, you know, in your case, stubby-thumbed Megan Fox comes <laughs> up and is like, Hey, oh, D. Simon, I, I want to suck your dick. And you're like, uh, yeah. Yeah. You're... And, and you're like, you know, three towns away from your fucking wife. Let me see those thumbs. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just, don't, don't suck me off. Just give me a hand I'll job. I'll show you where you can put thumbs. those thumbs. Um, um, that's scary. Cause like, yeah. you know, 
You're and, probably going to do it. And think of what happened here. <laughs> probably, obviously, this, this marriage is growing stale. I mean, they probably haven't had sex in a long time. Here comes this model guy, uh, Kurabara, who approached a 32-year-old mother in a supermarket. And the guise of a chatty stranger. And, um, you know, they get it. They get on well. Right. The next thing, before long, they're lovers. And then a colleague photographed them covertly as they entered a quote-unquote love hotel <laughs> where rooms are rented by the hour. And then uh, her husband uses this as evidence to divorce her in November 2007. Now, if but, the judge finds out that he hired this guy, does he sort of side with her? You know, they don't specify that, but I think this might um, actually stand up in court. Mm -hmm. I mean, she did end up cheating on him. It's on film. There's right, evidence. but he's a professional and he's like super hot. So be it. <laughs> uh, but by this time, and there's, you know, this kind of throws a wrench in the plans here. She and, uh, and the Wakasara, the splitter upper, fell in love. But when the truth was revealed during the divorce proceedings... Well, that's a twist. The couple had a furious row, and she announced that she was leaving him because of the, the deceit. Wow, then, this is like a Jennifer Aniston movie. And then it ended with her being strangled with a piece of household string <laughs> that a young kitten could play with. Yeah. One thing about <laughs> Japanese people, especially the women, they have really weak necks. <laughs> they have such weak necks. I mean, oh, seriously. I have regrets nothing. Sayonara. Uh, Kurabara surrendered to the police that same night At the beginning I thought of it just as a job He told the court But I came to really love her I told lie after lie Out of fear that she would hate me I was driven into a corner I still love her This kind of is like a Japanese This something about Mary I don't remember that movie well enough to To say yes or no to that It's only lacking a retarded brother I was going to say it's like Romeo and Juliet But that's because I'm a retard <laughs> Something like that right? <laughs> So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a mistaken or hidden identity of the lover, and it sounds like familiar, but I can't place it. It's interesting to me, though, that, uh, that you would actually have this role in society. I mean, there are companies that provide this type of service. But I they don't are, think this it, is a black, it is a black market, right, though. It's not out no, in the I open. mean, they're on the internet. It's legal. <laughs> Everything's I, legal I'm going, on the internet. To, I'm going to gloss over that point because I think everybody. It said got dozens it. of companies advertise, though. Okay. So obviously, I mean, these are legitimate companies. Dozens. That don't offer legitimate service. Okay. So all on, right, the second all right. wrong, on the second wrong I don't, star I mean, scale, there isn't anything clearly illegal about it, right? I mean, I guess it's. I mean, what's the difference between the legality of escort I, services and prostitution? I, if you're just saying, look, husbands pay us to set up escort dates with their wives. That's not illegal. I think that the, the issue here is, uh, obviously, the husband didn't want to pay a huge settlement to his wife. Mm -hmm. And here he is. She proves that she's, you know, um, being unfaithful. And uh, what? She's a craven whore. <laughs> right. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, it's a difficult story to rate. I mean, obviously, the murder is heinous. But, uh, but the murder is also seems like it's is uh, it a anus? crime of passion. What was it? A little piece of rainbow-colored yarn? <laughs> Not that anus. But what I find sick and wrong about it is the fact that there's a position out there in society that you could go hire someone to split up your marriage. Well, and think about and it. And the deceit. Think about it this way. Put yourself in the position of, of that guy, you know, the the breaker-upper, the splitter-upper. Uh, he fell in love with this girl, right? But think of the fucking bags he has to get up to <laughs> and fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> And that's why I'm going to give it a 4.75. Like, like the 65-year-old Mama-sans or whatever? Gross. That's why I'm giving it a 4.75. Uh, I almost going to give it a 7.45 <laughs> for just thinking about that. But uh, yeah, 4.75. You're right. 
We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People, go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 214. Um, Wacker, we're nearing the uh, end of the show here. The uh, we got to get some phone calls. we got some emails. People can call Sickandwrong Junk Dial Line at 206-666-3846. You can also email us at sickandwrongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. Before we get to our first phone call, though, um, here's another quick word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. to your sex life, go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no, Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. So there you go, adamandeve.com. Just use diddle uh, when you check out. So, actually, before we get to phone calls here, stick around junk line, I want to give a big shout out to Hot Shauna, who sent us a gift. gift. I wouldn't even say it's a Christmas gift. She sent us a bounty of gifts. Right. So thank you, Hot Shauna. She's from Shana. Canada, right? So that's close. Yeah, it's Hot close Shana to from Santa's Canada. Um, so let's open First these gifts. It, it, it's kind of scary that this one's wrapped in like a garbage bag. I don't know what it is. I'm hoping it's nothing from a human body. <laughs> it's an aborted fetus. Oh, oh nice. What did you get there, Wacker? I really can't get into it. Oh, wow. Uh, is that lube? <laughs> That looks like lube. It does look That's like kinda lube. That's kind of gross. But it's not. It's uh, it's a plastic little bottle of vodka. Oh, nice. And uh, oh, she really did this. Yeah, she gave me a thing. shot glass here that says, I eat pussy like a fat kid eats cake. I like this. <laughs> I might do a shot out of that. Uh-huh. I, I haven't. Wow. <laughs> and check this out, dude. I got Alberta Premium Canadian Rye Whiskey. Wow. I like that. The booze is a flowing. I I got a uh, cornhole couple wind up. <laughs> well, this needs to be wound up. Oh, nice. Oh, it's a little guy, and he's is he boning he his chick from behind? Bright red candy colored dick, and he's that uh, looks like some kind of wow. He's quite fast. He's cornholing his girlfriend. Yeah, but it looks like he has some kind of STD. That's disgusting. Uh, are those hemorrhoids or those his balls? <laughs> I, I don't know. It looks like she it's... doesn't look very happy about the whole situation. Well, would you, would you want a face. syphilitic dick like that going into you at that speed, that velocity? Let's not talk about me. <laughs> well, look what I got. I got the blowjack here. It's a vibrating vibrating mouth that plugs into any cigarette lighter. Wow. Nice. It's a great gift for bachelor parties, men eighteen to eighty, divorce guys, virgins, losers, friends. Or a rabbi. <laughs> nice. Uh, th- you know, this is good. This will definitely come in handy. I like the guy's face. He looks like he's having a lot of fun. Right. Uh, my my shot glass, that I, I got a shot glass too, it says vaginas are awesome. 
Oh, well, I they agree. Awesome. I agree with that shot glass. We also got a uh, curling game here. Curling is uh, popular right now in the Olympics. Do people know what curling is? You know, I don't even know <laughs> don't really know what, what curling, curling is. is. It's on the ice, and they they use little dusters to blow these yeah. uh, things, like these brooms. little saucers, brooms, brooms. To blow <laughs> I know you don't sweep it here often, but those are called brooms. <laughs> Maybe they're brooms. I'm not. Do you use a broom on ice? Uh, when you're curling, when you're curling, weird. You, have, have you, there is a like a punk rock curling team. At least that's what they're saying. That the Norwegian curling team are like the the like Sex Pistols of curling. They're wow. changing the game. They're irreverent. They Mohawks, safety pins to their uh, ears. They have like ar- well, they do have like these argyle pants. It's kind of like irreverent in your do face. You choose curling. a song to do to your routine, like you do when you're figure skating. It's I not, know you watch a lot of male figure it's skating. Not, it's not skating. Okay. There's no skates. You're just in shoes. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't there's mind also a, There's also Dio. one of the female curlers, I don't remember which country, is pregnant. Whoa. Yeah. And she's still competing. Yeah, she might drop that thing right on the ice. Now that would be a gold medal. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Shauna. You know, I just take, took a little taste of that uh, Canadian rye whiskey. It's good. I, I, I'm gonna, I got a little bottle of something. Century Reserve... Oh, also Canadian rye whiskey. She's a big fan of the Canadian rye whiskey. Well, it must be popular. Uh, I'm going to try it myself. So uh, thank you, Shauna, for the lovely gifts. Hot Shauna rules. And uh, yeah, we're going to be um, enjoying this liquor for a long time. So I know we got a couple phone calls we got to get to, and then uh, we got to get the hell out of here. So, uh, That's true. People call Sick and Wrong Junk Dial Line, 206-666-3846. You know the number. Uh, let's play uh, call number one. I think we got this theme going on. Valentine's Day gone awry, like horrible Valentine's Day scenarios, sort of. Sort of. All right, Valentine's Day-related phone calls. What's up, guys? This is Kadozi from uh, South Florida. Had to call and tell you about this... Uh shit that happened to me last night for the Valentine's night or whatever the fuck you want to call it. When I went out, went to this bar, ended up going home with this nice looking brunette, go to her apartment. We start messing around. We start fucking and everything. She's on top, I guess you could call it reverse cowgirl. And uh, it's dark in the room, but I noticed like something, man. I thought it was like a big mole on her ass or something. And I don't know, sometimes girls have like a dark streak just from wiping front to back or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Huh? <laughs> Is he talking about girls from Florida? From South Florida. Oh, South Florida. Don't okay. disparage the North Floridians. I think that dark street is actually fecal matter. Right. I don't think it comes from wiping back to front, but maybe. Yeah, it's fecal matter. Yeah, regardless. I think it's feces. I think it comes from not wiping. I call it, but anyways. So I'm fucking her. I'm not paying any attention to it, and you know, I see the mole like moving around. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm wasted, so I didn't give a fuck. So I stand up, she starts sucking my dick or whatever, and I noticed that the mole had come off her ass cheek onto like my hip, like right. At that point, I would gather that that's not a mole. Because moles don't tend to move like that, they don't tend to be mobile. Yeah. Have you notice that? You know, I'd be thinking, tick. I would, I would probably be thinking or some kind of a very uh, small leech. I would be thinking some kind of insect. That's what I'd be thinking at that point. I'd be shrieking and running out of the room. Yeah, well, especially if it's moving like that. Who knows what can happen? Yeah, not good. Right next to my pubes where I manscape, and uh, the fucking mole was just a nice little rabbit nug turd, <laughs> and it went off while she was blowing me onto her fucking cheek. 
Really- <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. What he thought was a mole was actually a little tiny turd. <laughs> and it was on her cheek. Well, well, this is like, this is like, I don't even know what it's like. I mean, like around the world in 80 days or something. Like a novel about this like long journey because, you know, he first notices the turd on the ass. Maybe near the crack. And then it winds up next to his manscaping, which I really don't know why I needed to point out that he manscapes, but it's his story, whatever. I think he's just pointing at the geographical location. Right, why did you just say, you know, his pews? My crotch, yeah, yeah I, crotch. I don't know. But I don't understand, how did it manage to, like, travel up there to the pelvic region? Well, he she's squatting on his knob, and her butt cheek is hitting, you know, his, his pelvis. Oh, so the turd came out, it landed on his pelvis. Oh, you mean how did it migrate out of the bottle? Yeah, I don't, I, that I, I, that I, don't I do not know. That's in the prequel. I, I'm not sure. That's a, you have to read the prequel yeah, novel I, for that one. I would like to know. But then... And then she goes down on him, which, if you find a girl that'll go down on you after you fucked her, uh, maybe you have better experiences than me, but it's not a very common occurrence in my life. Anyway, uh, but then, you know, the turd land winds up on her face. Yeah, no, it, it seems like it went, it went from him to her. It's the incredible journey yeah. of this turd. Or... <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what ended up happening? And I realized... Hygiene's an issue, and I just fucking puked straight down all on this girl's fucking face, and I felt horrible, horrible, horrible. But, uh, so I just said I had to go, and I pulled my fucking pants up. But the worst thing is, I went straight to work, because I was fucking running late, and I had to work all day with, uh, I guess, uh, vomit residue just on my thighs. But, um, I don't know. I figured... I'll tell somebody. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Wow, yeah, that's got to be the worst coming into work uh, covered in vomit. But at least he didn't have a piece of her feces on his face. I wonder if she had to go into work. <laughs> do, do you think... This is... The, I like your mole. It's very <laughs> sexy. Actually, it's my own shit. <laughs> <laughs> very Anna Nicole Smith. Very Marilyn Monroe thing you got going Cindy on Cindy Crawford. I wonder if it's like eventually going to come to the point where it will be always on her face and she just like will wash her face and just keep missing it. Yeah. You know, or then, or wash around it so she'll always remember this magical night, this magical Valentine's This magic night. moment, yeah. It will live on forever. Yeah. Well, it sounds like that's a very sweet Valentine's Day story. That did not happen to me on Valentine's yeah. Day, but... Uh, this wasn't his girlfriend, right? This was just some nice-looking nice <laughs> girl he met at the bar, which if a guy says to the girl... If a guy like is proud of an accomplishment, you know, pulling a bird at the bar, he's going to say, Oh, she's so fucking hot. If a guy says... Yeah, I fucked this nice-looking girl I met at the bar. She's a dog with it, shit on her face. I think if a uh, guy's willing to call a podcast called Sick and Wrong mm-hmm. and uh, recite a story about shit on this dude on this girl's face of a girl that he picked up at a bar in South Florida, I don't think she's very good-looking. She's not like long-term marriage p- proposal plans. No. Although, you know, you know, the old... Uh, Not an A-lister. The best man speech, they could just play that. I do kind of like the idea. I remember was... their first night together. Actually, there's recording. I do I do kind of like the fact that he was nonplussed by the dark uh, fecal stain mm-hmm. on her. He's like, yeah, a lot of South Floridian girls have those dark stains on their ass, their vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of Cuban girls down yeah. there. Yeah, so. maybe that's what it is. Well, what's call number two? 
Um, this is from Saget is the man who posts a lot of porn on the forum. I like Saget is the man's posting. And some think people think his name is like Sage Tis the man, like he's the sage and he tis the man. It's like a Bob Saget reference. It is. It's Saget is the man. Yeah, that's why. That's why I heard this. Right, anyway, hey guys, Saget is the man here. Feeling pretty sick and wrong. Woke up this morning, Valentine's Day. Stomach virus. Been shitting and puking all morning. Uh, they sound the same hitting the water. And for the first time, I rooster tailed in my fucking pants. Huzzah! Yeah. Mazel tov. <laughs> Good for you. That's when you become a man. Yeah, congratulations. You passed a milestone there. I was on all fours puking. I just sprayed shit all over the inside of my. Great mental image. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend's still at work. She's totally gonna get this. She comes home. What is she gonna get? Hey, I'm wondering about this. Is he saying that his girlfriend's gonna come home and be like, "Okay, I got this, you sick fuck." There's shit all over the wall. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna have to clean it up. Or did he mean that his girlfriend, you know, a few days later is going to realize that? Uh, he was rooster tailing he's in gonna her list, bathroom. She's going to listen to the show. The show. Yeah. Mm. I'm not sure. I wonder if she sees all his postings on the forum. Cause he, looks at, grounds, he looks at a, for a breakup. He looks at a lot of porn for a man with a girlfriend. And you know he saves every piece of porn he ever looked at to his own hard drive. And he's just got a stack of them, you know, USB a drives. A terabyte yeah. drive. I feel like I'm going to die. Hey, D, I hate your Jewy fag brother. He sucks. <laughs> Sounds like Don Vito. Later, guys. I, I love how uh, this guy's going through this anguish here. Rooster tailing on Valentine's Day. And just right. going through all this, this suffering. Yet he still has the wherewithal to be like, D, your brother sucks. Sounds like Don Vito. Who's Don Vito? Is that a Godfather character? I think it's someone from the Jersey Shore. I'm not, I'm not sure. Because your, your brother does have that, like, uh, uh, that kind of voice, right? He does kind of have that. I think, is it from... Sucking dicks or smoking <laughs> smoking cigarettes or both? I think it's sucking menthol cocks. I'm not sure. I don't know. What, what's the third call here? All right. I, only one more, you know, Valentine's Day horror call. Yeah. And then we'll let you guys off. That's why this holiday sucks so bad. Hi. Happy Valentine's Day from Just a Girl down in Florida. Hope you boys are doing well. I um, have just been catching up on some of the episodes, so I know I'm behind a little bit. Um, just listen to the one about cat raping and think that's just really terrible since I have a little cute cat and I love her to death. Um, and... <laughs> that's, you know, that's where rape starts, is loving it to death. Is that what she just said? She's got one little kitty cat, loves her to death? Yeah, meow means no. Yeah. Okay, just a girl. Gotta have a safe word with that cat. it reminded me of a story... When I was a younger girl, I had a boyfriend who um, hated the fact that my cat was um, in heat, and so he would um, he would take a pencil and uh, and fuck her with it, and I thought that was really gross and disgusting. Wait, and- he, he hated the fact that the cat was in heat, yet still fucked the cat with a pencil. 
Because every time the cat got into heat, he could he lost the ability to differentiate between the cat's asshole and a pencil sharpener. <laughs> I mean, I would hate that too because you'd be I, like, "God damn it, this pencil never gets sharp." <laughs> it's the confusion. It's the confusion. It's it's, uh, it's very frustrating. Yeah. And so eventually, he put the pencil sharpener out, and he while I was at work one day, and I came home from work, couldn't find her, but then that night, I heard her howling underneath my apartment. I lived in an apartment that was in a, a really old house in Louisiana that was up on, uh, it was on stilts, and I heard her howling, and so that was her little night of getting gang raped by a whole bunch of other boy cats, and so yeah, she got pregnant and had a whole bunch of kittens in my apartment. So that was really terrible. But then uh, I got rid of that boyfriend, and yeah, I can imagine. So, I can't imagine uh, why. Um, so there's that story. And then I just came back from the post office, and I do believe I saw somebody's car with the shocker symbol on it. That was a little sick and a little wrong. So. Um, I will talk to you boys later, and love you, Dean. Love you, Lance. Have a great day. Bye. You know what I think is sick and wrong is the fact that her ex-boyfriend gave her cat the shocker with a pencil. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. It's shocking. You know, I, I wonder if Just a Girl realizes that letting her um, cat go out there during menses and uh, get gang raped by other cats just pretty much just spreads feline AIDS. Her yeah, cat is an problem. AIDS whore. And... What's the difference between a cat gang rape and just normal consensual cat sex? Well, I, I think it's probably more candles more cats. involved. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe some uh, forty of Mickey's. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure the way the way it works with cats. Mm-hmm. Some I don't catnip. Either. I don't know either. Some prime it's a catnip. Yeah, I, I don't know how that works. People call the sticker on drunk dial line two zero six 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 three eight four six. We do always love to hear what you have to say. We got a couple emails Except here. Except when it's really boring. <laughs> yeah. We have a couple emails to the Sick and Wrong Podcast Hotmail.com address. Uh, did you get that one I forged you, Wackley, from Felipe? He sent you a website called RUPadded.com. It's like a diaper yeah, fetishist website. Yeah, the diaper website. fetishist thing. Does that I mean, really make you angry? I, I, I only simmered a little bit because I was at work, and I really haven't uh, had the chance to like go and register a fake name and start fucking with people yet. Okay, so I mean, that's yet to But time. I will. That's this weekend. All right. oh, we also got an email here from Azzy. He goes, yo, Dean Wackley, what's up, my white bitches? <laughs> Uh, the reason I'm writing this to you guys is because Sick and Wrong has been blocked over here in China by the big fucking Great Firewall of China. Mm-hmm. As a teenage American expat from Detroit living here in the fucking negative 31 Celsius in the north of China, it's cold. Jesus. Across from uh, North Korea, yes, you fucktards do the conversion at Fahrenheit. I need to listen to the world source for bloody awesome antisocial commentary. I'm so frustrated, I'm starting to pull out my dreads. Just I should let you guys know. Anyway, keep it sick, keep it wrong, and take it as a compliment that you're blocked over here. Keep fucking each other your pussies. Azzy. Wait a minute. So Azzy's like a white guy with dreads living in what I don't he, think he's white. What he thinks is what do you think he is? I think he's something else because he calls us white bitches. I think he's like African American or something. He's from right. Detroit. Even even better. He's a black man with dreads living in what he thinks is the north of China, yet it's on the border with North Korea. So it's south of China. <laughs> south of, south China. of China. 
Well, you know, if you're from Detroit, you just consider it's fucking cold. This must be north. So he's cold and he thinks he's in the north. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I, I'm not a geography expert, and I could be proven wrong. I wonder wrong. how long he's lived in China. But I do kind of feel it's an accomplishment somewhat that uh, we're blocked in uh, China. How does he get the show? I'm not sure. Mm. He's at our website. It's partially blocked, too. Partially blocked. So maybe that's what he does. He goes to the website. He might have some uh, skills with a Z. Yeah, he could with the interwebs. So uh, good luck, Azzy. I don't know what to tell you except for maybe move. <laughs> It sounds like maybe he's there uh, because of a parental obligation. Yeah. And I think the dad's running thing. the local uh, cheap Chinese plastic mafia. toy factory. <laughs> or Chinese mafia. Whatever. It's probably all intertwined. The uh, Tiger Paw Importing Company. Right. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, people, check out the, the sick Chinese and wrong. Chinese baby uh, <laughs> <laughs> fertility treatment clinic. <laughs> People, check out the Sigurong Forum. There's over 4,300 members right now. Uh, I'd like to thank Emergency for tracking down the one-man-two-fish picture. Do you see that, Wackerly? I don't generally view movies called blank something, blank something, yeah. or one blank, two blank, or two blank. One. It's just yeah, the guy wash... with a jar up his ass. That was the last straw. I had to wash my eyes out with rubbing alcohol for about an hour to cleanse my retinas after that one. Mm-hmm. Fish it's in the disgusting. ass, is that generally what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, two, though. Two. Two fish. Two fish. Okay. I also like the gingers have no soul thread. People, go check it out. There's a lot of going on in the forum right now. And keep posting. Seriously, there's no reason to go to the forum and just lurk. You're not just going to see titties unless you work for the titties. Make, make a couple postings. <laughs> make some friends. I'm done asking. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to post. Lurk if you want. I'm going to post, too. Hey, if you haven't already subscribed to the show on iTunes, definitely leave us a comment. I've noticed recently it's difficult to get ahead on iTunes when you're not famous in a mainstream sort of way. The iTunes podcast directory seriously has devolved into like a star fucker directory. Have you noticed that? Yeah. I mean, it's like reading, you know, Variety or something or People magazine now. Well, it's the indie podcast. They've been around for a little while, like Keith and the Girl, Distorted View. You know, mediocre, those guys. Yeah. Um, us. We, we kind of fall to the middle of the dial. Right. Because it's and like, oh, it's, oh, wow, Julia Roberts has a yeah. podcast. Oh, Julia Roberts oh, and George Clooney have a podcast. They have three episodes. They're or, talking about, you know, the eggs they had or something. Or stupid. it's all about who you know. You could be like a mediocre star and then have Drew Carey on. It's like all of a sudden your podcast that has three episodes is number one. Right. That's the way, that's the way iTunes works. It's all about star fucking. In essence, people, seriously, we don't, we're not star fuckers. We don't have famous people on, but yet we produce... Mainly because stars won't fuck us. Yeah. <laughs> if they would, we would fuck stars. But we produce a quality show each week. So go yeah, to iTunes, great. subscribe, and leave us a comment. We appreciate it. Also, make sure you buy a Sick and Wrong t-shirt. It's the best way to support the show. Become a member of the Sick and Wrong Army, the Swarm. Um, we're going to have a new Sick and Wrong merch, some new Sick and Wrong merch, available at the Sick and Wrong Cafe Press Store soon. Uh, you know... I'm getting around to it. It's kind of a bitch to uh, design all those those designs, but I, I'm well, people send on in it. the designs, but you still have to format them and and, and resize them and do all that stuff. Choose whether it's going to go on a baby though, hamper or a mouse pad or whatever <laughs> tampons. We've never pandered for donations. We don't do that. We don't ask. We don't beg for handouts. But the least you can do is give back by supporting the show. Buy a fucking T-shirt. Where this advertising? We like that quality T-shirts, people. Uh, finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent 
um, via the forum by Jesus H. Christ. Yeah, Jesus uh, actually sent this song he's, to me. He's quite a frequent poster. You know, I actually like Jesus H. Christ posts. We need more uh, supreme deities. I was surprised that the Son beings. of God, you know, could find such uh, obscure porn. But that guy, he, he gets some great posts. Mary Magdalene. Post. And not to mention, he gets some good songs. So uh, he sent me a song. He, he actually sent it. He's like, this is for you, D. It's called Give a Jew Some Gold by Rucka Rucka Ali. Mm-hmm. You ever heard it? Do you listen to it? I heard some other videos by that guy or songs. It's a parody of a Soldier Boy song called Kiss Me Through the Phone. Uh, you can go check it out. MySpace.com slash Ruka, R-U-C-K-A, Ruka Ruka Ali. Um, what's funny is towards the end of the song, there's a guy that's calling Kmart. Sounds just like my Uncle Weenie. My Uncle Weenie would always go off about the Schwarzas. He always bitched about Schwarzas. Mm-hmm. He's dead now. But he right. would always bitch about Schwarzas. And so it's like this <laughs> And part- his name was Weenie Simon? No, it was uh, Weenie Hirschfeld or something. But he was like, he was such a Jew, and he would like sit there and complain about the Schwarzes at the Kmart. And so, what happens in this? Yeah, for anybody who doesn't understand, the blacks is what you're saying. Yeah, it's a, it's a Yiddish word for black people. Schwarzenegger. But in is, this is you can translate it. Yeah, so. in the song at the end, there's a guy that calls Kmart and is bitching about the Schwarza. And so it just I listen to it, I'm like, God, that's my uncle Weenie. This guy's got it down pat. Mm-hmm. So go check it out, people. Uh, the Sigarong song of the week is "Give a Jew Some Gold" by Rucka Rucka Ali. We'll be back next week with episode 215. Until then, take it easy. Hey, this next song is by somebody who called himself Soul. Soldier boy, tell them. I don't really understand this kind of music. Everybody dancing suddenly is having sex on the dance floor. Hey man, I don't really get you. Always trying to tip you. Only kind of do I know is what and that's a rich do. Always trying to rip you. I never miss a friend. That's when they get together and cut off a baby's arm. I just think it's wrong. They'll need it later on.
from you and Sugar Nuts over there. You wouldn't accept my coupon. Then. We don't sell air conditioners at Smart. Hey, man, I don't really get juice. Always try to tip you. Only kind of do I know is what and that's a rich do. Always trying to rip you. I never miss a brisk. That's when they get together. I got off a baby zone. I just think it's wrong. You'll need it later on. It was much more peaceful. They didn't shoot each other or call each other names or anything. And a lot of them did drugs. Most of them were anti-Semitic.